gospel for this Sunday is Matthew 25, beginning at the first verse. Jesus is teaching his disciples and tells this parable. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and the five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they were went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the other bridesmen came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. In today's Gospel, we heard about several women who were ready and some who weren't ready. And it made me think of a mom and her purse. Like, in my purse, I have a ponytail holder in case Kaylee ever needs one. I know Bonnie in her purse sometimes has fruit snacks. I know my mom sometimes has a book in her purse just ready in case we need them, right? And so then I got thinking, hmm, what do we need to be ready? So I have a bag for each of you of things that we need to be ready to meet the needs of others so that we can truly be reflections of God, okay? So let's look in our bags. All right, in our bags. So again, these are our bags so that we have everything we need to help others so we can be reflections of God. Ready? Oh, let's start with that one. We have a nice, big, shiny coin. What do you think the shiny coin is to represent? Money, and so we can be generous, right? We can be generous of our time and our money. Oh, the other thing that Tegan's asking about, we have an eraser. What do you use erasers to do? Yeah. To erase your pencil when we make a mistake, right? Our eraser is going to represent forgiveness. Okay, so we can erase our mistakes and forgive others. Then what do we have? We have a heart. What do you suppose the heart represents? Love, so that we can have love in our heart and to love others. And then we have one more thing in here. What do we have? A clock. The clock is to represent patience, that we need to have patience or we should have patience when we're with others. So again, all these things in our sack is things that might be helpful so that we can share God's love and be a reflection of his love. And we'll be ready whenever he calls us. In your name, let's go ahead and pray. Ready? Heavenly Father, help us to be reflections of your love. Help us to be ready when you call. Give us forgiveness, patience, love, and generosity so that we're ready when you call us. In your name we pray. Amen. I'm not going to know my name when I leave here, actually. So I'll try to remember that. So <laughs> I've been told that people remember children's sermons more than the pastor's sermons. So remember, say that. Reflections of my love. Say that with me. 
reflections of my love. I mean, that's a marvelous message that you just heard. My, uh, my dad's a 90-year-old pastor. Well, he's not quite 90. He's 89 in, in Mesa, Arizona, and he gets invited to go to the neighboring uh, development. And he has children's sermons, but he only invites people under the age of 75 up, if they can come up at all. So, Grace and peace to you from God and God's Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's a delight to be with you this day as you begin uh, your journey, happy hearts and hopeful future. It's a privilege to be with you and to meet with your leadership yesterday and to, and to walk with you in the weeks ahead uh, as you move forward to accomplish the mission God is intending you to do. Times are exciting for you here at All Saints. It's a time of jubilee. What a marvelous thought that uh, we can come together and pay down a mortgage and help uh, free up other kinds of dollars to do mission in new kinds of ways that, uh, that as a congregation we haven't experienced that to do. God's Spirit is, is moving through you and encouraging you to, to grow and do wonderful things in your outreach uh, here in, the, in your neighborhood and in this part of Davenport and beyond. Happy Hearts and Hopeful uh, Futures is a kind of a five-week program and I'm here to begin the program with uh, your leadership today, and, and you, saw, you saw the board when you walked in that the folks have prepared. And uh, it'll be a time of prayer and a time of reflection. Uh, each week when you come to worship, there'll be a new thought on the board to think about as you come to worship. Uh, in the weeks ahead, there'll be some times to, to gather and to pray together uh, as you move through Thanksgiving and into Advent as we anticipate Commitment Sunday uh, in the middle of December on the 14th a time during worship time that uh, we'll ask God to guide us as we bring forth um, our commitments above and beyond our normal Sunday offering uh, to do some bigger things here at this church. And I think it's an exciting time, for I know God gives us all that we need to have to do what we want to do. I'm reminded that there are a lot of churches that, that, that talk about who they are and what they do, about their purpose and mission. But here, as I've come to know you in these past weeks, uh, you have the confidence to act, to, to walk the talk, so to speak. I love your, your mission statement, igniting passion for Jesus, transforming our neighborhoods with hope and love. These are not kind of feel-good words, they're action words. They're, they're not laid back, they're, they're dynamic and, and they give a new spirit to you as a congregation uh, as, you, as you go forth in mission here, as you're planted and as, you, as you're rooted and, and growing here on Jersey Ridge Road. I don't think we as people are called to be passive, but we are called to respond to God's word, to hear God's voice, to, to say yes to Christ, to, see, to say come and see and welcome and serve. That, that's what God calls us to do. You know, we're not called to be hesitant in our faith. We're not called to be, to, to be laid back, but to bring God's grace and peace to our neighbors in any way that that is possible, to grow and, and, and dedicated disciples and to encourage generous stewards to, to baptize and to celebrate and to sing uh, as, as, your, as your musicians lead us this day. Happy hearts, hopeful futures. It's not just about raising new dollars for this church. It's really more than that. Uh, this Happy Hearts Hopeful Future is, is about you, you personally. God is reaching out to you personally 
in the waters of baptism invites you to live out your faith, to live wet, to live as God's people uh, here in this place, to hear Jesus calling you. And, and he gives you the gifts like the bag that was given in the children's ser sermon to, to be about his mission. God calls you and calls us all to share Christ's love, to, to, to bring hopefulness to the neighbor next door, to uh, uh, work with others who hunger for God's peace and joy in their lives. He invites you and me to, to deepen our faith by reaching more into a place of generosity, which brings joy when we are a giving of ourselves and of our, our gifts and blessings to other people. It's our, that invitation to live in generosity and, and, and gratitude is, is exciting for it. It tells us that we can have a more full life. We can grow more deeper with God in that journey. There's a, a, a professor at one of our seminaries, Lutheran seminaries, Mark Allen Powell, he writes about stewardship, and he talks about the, the circle of generosity and, and the dance of joy. And he says, joyful people will be generous people. And generous people will be joyful people. And I just think of a, a, a ring of people dancing or, or all shaking hands in fellowship. There's a sense that that circle helps us grow deeper. And our own generosity brings joy to us. Just think of when you've given presents to loved ones or to people that you know. There's a joy that comes out of our giving of other things to people. And then this crazy gospel lesson. Jesus uh, pulls us in this day and he he talks uh, with a parable to us as he teaches his disciples. He talks about the end of times. He talks uh, by, uh, through this parable as he, as he explains uh, what the, the judgment day will be about. And he, he teaches us also through the lens of, of the everyday life of the time. You know, sometimes the parables are are so uh, connected to everyday life of Jesus' time that we don't always maybe get them. But this one, you know, think about the last wedding you went to. You know, I thought about the last wedding I went to. It was up, up, the, up the Mississippi, up by Taylor's Falls, Minnesota, and in Wisconsin, up in that area. It was my niece's wedding, and, and uh, we were, there was 30 of us, you know, the four siblings, and, and my, it was my niece's wedding, and all these cousins waiting for that one last kid to come. And that one last kid, of course, was my kid, who was a grown-up kid with his wife, and somehow they took three times as long to get ready for the picture. So in some ways, you know, Jesus, you know, puts this parable in the midst of this anticipating, the waiting, the, 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 the familiarity of, of the event. But as we read this parable, each part of this parable is, uh, has a special meaning. It's an allegorical parable. So if you think about the gospel that we read, you know, the bridegroom, he's the, he's the returning Messiah. And the, the, the bridesmaids, uh, they are all who wait. We are all bridesmaids, you and I. Or groomsmen, we could probably say in this story. You know, the delay, the waiting time is that anxious time of waiting for the, the wedding feast to happen, for the end of times to come. You know, the marriage feast, of course, is the promise of new life. That new life that comes with the new Messiah. And, and the oil, it's, a, it's an old Jewish symbol of, of good works and, and of, uh, of keeping your light shining and all those kinds of indications. And the closed door, of course, is the time of judgment. When God uh, comes and says, yes, you're welcome, or no, you are not. 
You know, think about this story. You know, for Matthew, he was dealing with a congregation and people uh, who were clearly had known Jesus or, or knew people who knew Jesus and they were anxiously awaiting for the Messiah to come. And he told this story to, to, to teach them about faith and about waiting and the, and the power of the gospel and to, to live out life as God has called us. You know, for you and me, it's important for us to hear Christ's call for authentic living to rejoice in the power of our baptism and, and, and reach out with the God's spirit in our journey of faith. For both of us, you know, uh, I don't know about you, but it's hard not to hear the edginess of this parable when you read it. You know, we can kind of dismiss that kind of stuff, maybe the, the end of times in our modern day, but I, I thought about this on, on that final judgment day, that great feast, you know, I can picture myself still looking for my cell phone someplace at home so I can get to the, to get to the wedding feast in time. And, uh, and then all of a sudden you run up and the door is closed. And so you knock and you say, Lord, open, open to me. And the Lord says, who are you? I'm Mark Hallis. And the Lord says, I don't know you. There's a a frightening sense of that for me. I don't know about you. And Jesus says in this last passage of this text, Keep awake, therefore you know neither the day nor hour when the judgment day will come. Right? And to keep awake is a call to authentic living in the gospel. It's a call to having a happy heart and a hopeful future. It is to live like the disciples. And for Matthew, as he teaches us in this gospel, It is bearing witness to God's kingdom by welcoming the stranger and feeding the hungry and calling and caring for the persons in need and using our resources to help lift up the life of the neighbor. These are the kinds of things that uh, the blessings that we receive in in God's gift of baptism and and the gift of his spirit that enables us to do these things in Jesus' name. With happy hearts, you have been blessed with God's grace this day. And you will be blessed tomorrow. And you in this place called all saints are called to proclaim Christ's love and you're part of God's world. And God has uh, called you to be a light to others, to let your oil burn and your light shine in your journey of faith as you reach out to what may may seem to be beyond yourselves. Know that all things are possible in Christ. Just think with that small little band around Matthew to hear those powerful words that all things are impossible in Christ. During this time of Jubilee, as we await Christ's coming, Jesus is with you as God's people here as you move forward every day. He's encouraging you on the journey in your faith-filled witness of being God's generous stewards. He's empowering you with all the gifts you need to do what you need to do. He is energizing you and serving others, making the impossible possible. In the weeks ahead, as you walk together, as you hold each other up and, and, and guide each other, I, I invite you to be open to God's call in your own life. What's God calling you to do? I, I ask you to pray for God's guidance, not only for yourself and your family, and, and, but for your church and, and its ministry and mission here in this corner of town. 
I encourage you to listen closely to the witness of others, the voices that are in the pew with you and in the pew, a few pews ahead of you, and, and the voices of your voice of your pastors and your leaders to hear what they have to say about their faith and about the ministry here in this place. And I, I ask you to ponder what is God calling you to do? In these weeks ahead, as you hear scripture and as you pray together, what's God calling you to do? I offer this story as you think about the journey. And I, I, I just offer, maybe you've heard it before. Imagine that this room was a big circus tent. It's kind of got a circus tent feel to it, you know? And there was a, a tightrope stretched from one end to the other, kind of like in Chicago a few days ago. And, uh, and, and the world's best tightrope walker was the feature of the circus. And the circus manager was trying to get things in order, and he asked his young helper, as they were anticipating, he said, you know, can you, you think that guy can walk that rope pushing the wheelbarrow? And the, uh, and the young man said, I'm sure he can do that. He's the best tightrope walker in the whole world. And the manager of the circus turned to the young helper and said, I'm glad you feel that way, because tonight you're riding in the wheelbarrow. To be a faith-filled steward is to entrust your life to the promise and presence of Jesus Christ. It is letting go of all that holds you back and letting God be the source and strength and your guiding light. It is to know that the voice of Christ as he calls you to a new place of giving and growing and living, that God is there for you. During this time of of happiness and time of hopefulness. As you move forward in gratitude and generosity, may you have a high-wire experience in the weeks ahead as a congregation, as a people of God. And with happy hearts and hope-filled future, may you trust Jesus as you ride in God's wheelbarrow. Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, you're with us all the way, and we give thanks for your spirit of this place. You call us to a new place to do your mission and ministry with all of your spirit and all of your wisdom. In your name we pray. Amen.